Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. So a friend of mine was getting married. He's in the sacristy all by himself before the big ceremony begins. And then the best man comes back to check on him. Now, the best man had been married himself for several years. He had a number of kids and he walks into the sacristy, looks at the groom and just starts laughing at the groom. And the groom looks back to the best man and says, why are you laughing? And the best man says, that's just it. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're really getting into when you get married. You know, no matter what marriage prep program you have, no matter what books you read, how much theology you've read, no matter how much you know theology of the body, marriage is its own reality. Uh, and each marriage is utterly unique and you don't know the mystery about what you're really entering into. Marriage is absolutely beautiful. It's wonderful, but it can be really hard and challenging. And uh, and I want to talk today about the realities of married life. So whether you're single uh, or you're someone that hopes to be married someday or you're engaged, you're preparing for marriage, or you've been married for many, many years, there's going to be something in this episode for you, uh, especially as I bring on a special guest to join me today. I'm bringing on my wonderful wife, Beth, to be with us on the show. So I want to welcome all of you to the All Things Catholic podcast. And I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Beth. Hello, everybody. <laughs> you didn't think he was going to do a podcast on marriage without his wife, <laughs> did you? Because that'd be a little weird, <laughs> honestly. So great, great to have you here, honey. And I'm bringing Beth on because I think I've mentioned this a, a couple of weeks back that we have a new book coming out together. This is the first time we've written a book together. I know. We've done many things together, but not that. <laughs> we've whole next level. <laughs> we've done articles and talks and chapters of books, but we've never written a whole book together. So it was really fun to to do this. The, the pandemic gave us a little more free time uh, in 2020 to start working on it. And we finished it up this last year. Uh, and I'm excited to share it with you. The book is called The Good, the Messy, and the Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real married life. And uh, this is not a book about the heady theology. You often say that, you know, I'm the theologian, but you try to keep things real. <laughs> That's my my role in life. Bring you down, Edward Street. Come on. So we're talking about like the realities of marriage, the, the messiness of married life, the hard aspects of married life that every couple goes through. And I think a lot of times people just think, oh, well, you know, we, you know, we study theology, we, we, we've been in ministry together. So, you know, maybe we just talk theology at the table, at the table, theology of the body. And we just live this awesome ideal marriage. Well, we struggle and we are open and vulnerable about the struggles that we've had and how we've met God in those struggles. And that's what this book is about. And we're so excited because it's available now for pre-order. So if you're interested, you can go check out ascensionpress.com slash real marriage, and you can pre-order it now. Uh, it The book comes out July 1st, so it'll be released then, uh, but you can pre-order it right now at ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. So, and one more thing, uh, really excited about this. You can actually get a free sneak peek of the book. Do you want to uh, get a free excerpt from the book related to the topics that we're going to be looking at today about the realities of married life, all you need to do is sign up for the show notes, which are all for free. And to do that, you can just text all things Catholic to 33777. So text the word, just one word, all things Catholic to 33777. You'll get the show notes. It'll have excerpts from the brand new books. You get a sneak peek uh, of our new book on marriage. Again, just text 
all things Catholic to 33777, and you'll get the show notes with a free excerpt from the book. Speaking of real marriage, uh, you and I have had many opportunities to work with young people and mentoring young couples and helping them get ready for marriage. And oftentimes, you know, they they have all these high ideals about what married life is going to be, and they admit it's going to be hard, but it ends up being a lot harder than they think. It's so true because, you know, you come in and you just think we're going to be better. We're going to be different. You know, we really love each other and we really love Jesus. And so therefore, you know, all these other couples out there, they might be struggling, but we've got things properly ordered. And so therefore it's going to be God's gift to marriages right here. <laughs> you and me, honey, right? Um, but we, people, we, come, we, had that we totally, <laughs> totally did, you know, and I've talked to really awesome, lovely, wonderful, well-intentioned, young adults who are engaged and they're like, we just want our marriage to be a witness and, and, you know, evangelize and for people to come to our wedding and, and see us after we're married and just, you know, they'll know about God. And that's awesome. And that does happen. And praise Jesus that, that he does shed his grace on all of this and really bring people in through the gift of a holy marriage. But I think there's something that's slightly dangerous in doing that. And that's when we say, you know, just because we're Catholic and we love Jesus, we go to adoration that we're not going to struggle. Like that's some sort of magic fairy dust that we're going to sprinkle over our marriage to protect us from hard things. And it, we've actually heard many really devout, committed Catholics say things like that. And, right. And then a couple of years in their marriage or a couple of kids into their marriage. Yeah. They're, the wheels fall <laughs> off. They're like, oh, wow, we had no idea we were going to struggle that much. And I don't want to like slam them because like Ted said, we are totally, we are in the same boat. Um, but I think if we just call it out now and just make it more of like a real issue that we can prevent shame and turning in on yourself when you do feel that way. So again, if you're feeling like that, that's awesome. Go with it. Continue to love Jesus. But I wouldn't put all your eggs in that basket because you're still going to struggle and it's still going to be hard. But to know that that's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's not a vocation for nothing, right? Speaking of it being a vocation, there's it's a unique kind of vocation. And you often share this quote from St. Francis I de love Sales this quote. Uh, about this. So yeah, I was reading a book that a friend of mine wrote and this de Sales quote, I don't even know exactly where it's from, one of his letters. Um, but it goes like this. In marriage, one takes a vow, but it is the only instance where a vow is taken without a novitiate. If it had a year's novitiate, how few would enter into it. Mic drop, St. Francis de Sales. Thank you, bro. <laughs> That's just awesome. Because seriously, I mean, if, if you had a year of marriage, it would be really rough and you would not want to continue. But you're <laughs> in. You're in and you're committed and there's no way out. And that's a very beautiful, holy, wonderful, terrifying thing. There, there's an expression uh, that says, if you build a life, it builds you. And, and I think that's what DeSales is getting at here is, yeah, you know, if you really knew how hard and how demanding, how exhausting you're go it's going to be, you know, especially when you have kids, if you're blessed with children, uh, if you knew all that going in, you might, you might, uh, you, you might hesitate. <laughs> so you get roped in. But the wonderful thing about it is, as you're drawn into this life of your, your you know, two human beings coming together with different backgrounds, different family upbringings, different 
personalities, temperaments, approaches to life. They just think so differently. You, you put them together. Then you add on the fact that they each bring their own original sin, their own weakness. Uh, there's a lot of selfishness in marriage. Like, And then you bring the couple together. It, it, it's just, you're going to be stretched like never before. Uh, and and so you build this life. We're going to be married. We're going to build this life together. We're going to have a family, build this family together. And then that marriage, that family life builds you. It forms you. It shapes you. If you see in all of the little challenges and all the little difficulties uh, that, 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 that come up in mar- real married life, if you see those as opportunities to encounter Jesus, uh, then they can become a source of strengthening your love, changing your heart, sanctifying you. Um, so you, you quote to sales, and I often bring up this quote from John Paul II, uh, who once said that the love that, that brings the couple together, that it's the God of the universe, brings husband and wife together, brought you and I together nearly 23 years ago. Uh, that, that same God that called us together in marriage continues to call us in the midst of our marriage. And then JP2 goes on to say, and he calls us in the midst of all the daily trials, difficulties, and circumstances of, of ordinary daily life. And I, I just think about that, that experience of encountering God, that realizing that in the difficulties of married life, that's God calling. So when I'm exhausted and I need to serve, or when I feel like I'm not being listened to, or when the children are having a breakdown, that those aren't just little challenges. Those are moments of God calling us. It kind of reminds me of, this is a story I shared way back in January on this show. So some of you listeners that listened way back then, um, you may have heard me share the story, uh, but I'm going to bring it up again because it's been so fun. You, You and I, Beth, have been sharing this story and it's really resonating with well, people. Well, it's on the cover of the book in a way. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the key item that we're referencing is socks, you know, like what you wear on your feet, which you pick up after your children. So there's a, a part of the book cover that has socks on it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a very crazy, you know, we'll, it, but it's referencing this story. We'll, we'll, we'll put this in the show notes for you. So you guys can see the, the cover now that the book is coming out, or you can just write, go, go to the ascensionpress.com real slash real marriage page. I'm sure they'll have the, the, the book over there, but it's, it, there's a very creative way of putting messy, the good, the messy and the beautiful. Right. I think the, the socks are the S, is that right? Yeah, they're <laughs> laid out in an S. But I, I love them to hear. I shared the story in relation to the spiritual life in general, but I'd love to hear you share the story a little bit in, in the context of marriage itself. Once upon a time, story time with Mrs. Sri. Um, <laughs> they, we have a, a younger couple friends that were visiting and we were chatting about their first year of marriage. And um, the wife, oh, I just love her so much. She said, you know, when I was helping my fiance pack up his home because we were getting ready to move all his stuff into what would be our future home, she was wondering if she was going to have some issues because she kept finding socks all over his apartment. You know, she expected to find them in the closet on the floor, you know, maybe at the back of the dresser or something like that, you know, stuck in places. She found them all over his house. She found them in the most odd places, you know, bookcases and (laughs) really strange things. So she kind of was just like, hmm. And then sure enough, you know, old habits die hard. And as much as the new husband wanted to work on this particular thing. There were times that he didn't and he didn't see things. And eventually there was one sock. Was it on the stair? Okay, on the stair. And she just left it there. Normally she sees things, she picks them up. And and this time she decided she's just going to wait and see what happens. 
brilliant. And um, sure enough, you know, he would see the sock on the stair while he's walking up and um, think, oh, I got to go back and pick that up. And then he'd get distracted and wouldn't. And um, over time, the sock remained and remained. And then they had a little chat about it. And it, it became kind of a... Just something funny in their marriage, at least when they shared it with us. Maybe it wasn't in the moment. Um, maybe it was a source of contention, but they had worked through that. And we we love that story. But Dr. Sri, in that moment, pulled a total Dr. Sri and looked at the couple and said, I said, that sock is like a mini tabernacle in your marriage. And we're all like, what? Okay. That okay. almost, almost sounds sacrilegious. I know, <laughs> right? Watch what you're saying there. Well, okay. Well, we, we know when we go in our churches, you know, we have the beautiful tabernacle with the red candle and the presence, the real presence of our, our Lord. His body, blood, soul, and divinity is there. Uh, so I'm using this as an analogy, but just as we go into a church and we, we genuflect, we bow down before the holy presence of God and encounter his real presence in, in the chapel, there's a sense in which Jesus in marriage, he doesn't want to just meet you in the chapel. He doesn't want, just want to meet you in your prayer life when you pray together as a couple. He wants to meet you in the socks of your marriage, whatever your socks are. Maybe your socks are dirty dishes that are left around, or, the, or maybe your socks are you know, the way your spouse talks to you, or maybe your socks are the way your spouse interacts with one of the kids, or the way your spouse spends money, you know, or the way your spouse plans something or doesn't plan something, or is all anxious about what time you have to show up at something, or isn't anxious enough about what time you have to show up to something. Not that any of these things no, relate to our that marriage. Would never <laughs> apply to us, ever, especially the time thing. <laughs> Jeepers, I wish you could see our faces right now. So, <laughs> uh, but like Jesus wants to encounter us in our marriage, like like where we encounter him and grow spiritually and grow in holiness isn't just in our nice Bible devotions and men's groups and in adoration time. If we're called to the vocation of marriage, it's primarily right there in the nitty gritty of, of what JP2 calls the daily circumstances, trials, struggles of married life. You know, so the socks of the marriage, you know, whatever it is that that that, that is the you know, little frustrating thing or what do you call it? Pet peeve? Yeah, pet peeve number 87. Pick a number. It's your pet <laughs> peeve. I mean, I, we want to be clear here. Everyone needs to grow in virtue. So if I know me doing something is is frustrating to my spouse, I want to honor my spouse better and get better at that particular area of life. But we also know that we're just fallen creatures and we're going to fail and we're going to let each other down. We're going to do things that irritate one another. And the question to each of us, because really we can only control ourselves, is will I accept my spouse in that? Will I accept that this part is lacking or that this little thing is driving me crazy? Will I love even when it's painful, even when I'm annoyed, or will I lash out or will I refuse or will I, you know, turn inward and, and just build, go, up resentment. build up resentment, go off on my spouse in my head, you know, we have choices, we have choices. And so I think to even just see that, okay, my spouse is here, my spouse is trying, my spouse has failed. I'm going to take a deep breath and make, maybe make my request known again, but also just pick up the sock with a smile or apologize for being late with a smile, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. They're, they're, these are really encounter moments. You know, they're not just frustrating moments. They're not just difficult moments, painful moments. Uh, they, they really are moments to encounter Jesus in your beloved, in your spouse. Uh, and how is Jesus inviting you to be more patient or to be more kind or to, 
turn the other cheek or to be, you know, more generous and sacrifice. How is Jesus inviting you to love like him in that moment? I think that's, that's the key. I, I, the, it, when I use that analogy of the, the mini tabernacle is to see those little frustrating things yeah. and, and little hurts that come up in marriage. Now, I want to be clear. There are some situations in marriage where it's a serious thing. It's not a sock. It's, you know, abuse. It's alcoholism. Or, I, we're not talking about those things. Those require greater attention and, you know, serious boundaries and different things. So I, I'm talking about the normal day-to-day stuff uh, that affects all married couples uh, day-to-day to see those little frustrating moments as opportunities to grow. Uh, there's another analogy that we, we want to share with you. And this one is from Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict talked about how the love that brings a couple to marriage, that initial love, it's not enough to carry them forward in marriage. Uh, it, it's good. It's beautiful. It tastes good, <laughs> you know, and, and we love each other and it's all awesome. But, but God wants to take that love to a deeper level. Uh, and, and he uses an analogy, just like at Cana, that first wine was awesome. Everybody loved it. They drank it, you know, it was all gone. They ran out, but then Jesus had to step in and transform you know, the water into wine to bring the good wine that was better and lasted and, 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 and was just awesome, you know, and that's what God wants to do in our marriages. So there's an initial love that, that brought us together and it's, it's great. We love each other. We just can't wait to be together. And it's awesome. We have all those romantic feelings, but as we know, in married life, those feelings, that initial love, that initial romantic love doesn't go the distance. It eventually runs out. And it's in those moments, those are a little, you know, not just many tabernacles, they're bigger tabernacles. This is big moments to encounter God and how is God inviting us to grow? And so it reminds us of a prayer that we once heard when we were at mass, you know, sometimes, I don't know, when is it like in February around Valentine's Day, they always do these prayers at many churches for married couples. And we came across, you know, we're, we're holding hands and they asked us to say this prayer and I remember you, honey, going, I like I afterwards. We were, I don't think we were holding hands. I think we had several kids between okay, us. Okay, yeah, maybe we, we were holding their hands. And I was just like, <laughs> can we please be done with this mask? Because I was so exhausted from trying to keep kids behaving well. But but there was an interesting prayer that came up. In there. Right. So they had us stand up and, and there were cards in the pews and say this prayer. And it was something to the effect of, Lord, help us to remember that strong love that brought us together and help us to have that love and all that we do or something like that. It was the idea was, is that we've lost that love and feeling. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, we've, we've lost that initial love. And so we need to get it back. You know, we need to get that back so that we'll be more loving today. And I, you know, like I said, I was somewhat strung out, but even reading this prayer and praying, I'm like, there's something kind of strange about this. I'm sure it's a lovely prayer altogether, but I wanted, like, I wanted a forward-facing love. I don't want a love that's going to look back at like that gooey time when you just started falling in love and all you could do is think about your beloved and smile and feel that electric shock when your hands touch, you know, like where everything is like, whoo, you know, like so intense because I'm looking at our life now and I know that it's where it's supposed to be. And I wanted that deeper love that goes the distance. Like when I think of an older couple and they're sitting at the table for breakfast and they're in their robe and sweatpants and (laughs) 
having coffee in the morning and and I can tell how much coffee is left in his mug because of the way he turns the newspaper and kind of grunts. <laughs> like the love that goes beyond words. Like that's the kind of love I want. I don't want the the teenager, you know, amusement park type love that's, you know, electric. I want the more sedated love that goes beyond just the basic yeah, language. Even. I, I think what struck us in that prayer was it was all about remembering, you know, when we first met. Remember that strong love we used to have. You know, as and as it, if it, you again, fell out of love. Yeah. No, like marriage makes your love become more refined. It makes it stronger. It. I, uh, yeah, JP two actually talks a lot about this in his, his work, love and responsibility. That there's this initial love that's very, it's felt more. It's very emotional or very sensual. So you have these powerful romantic feelings, powerful sexual desire, and, and that's like that's that's what he describes as a love that has not matured yet. It's not necessarily bad, totally. you know. And and like again, God uses that to to bring a couple together, but He wants to take that love deeper. And I can't tell you how many couples I've met, even good Christian couples that have said things like, oh, you know, how come my love isn't like it was before? And, uh, oh, I, I wish we had those feelings again. Or I remember one great devout Catholic woman sharing of, you know, why is my marriage not like those love songs I used to listen to, <laughs> you know? Uh, and It's and, not sustainable. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong. Like there's, there's great times when we could be on date night and we could be very romantic and right. we see each other. Oh, I just love to gaze in your eyes. Okay, great. But, <laughs> but th that's not like, that's not just realistic when you've got eight kids around the house and you're just trying to take or care of people. Or even just one, or one toddler, you know, that you're trying to keep alive, yeah. you know? And even if you don't have kids, like, like that, 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 that high level of romantic feeling. Right. We don't want to worship the it, emotions. You know, is not the, the, the fullness of love that Jesus wants to give. Right. And that's what Pope Benedict is getting at. It's like that first one at Cana. It's really good, but it will run out. It won't sustain. And, and, but that doesn't mean something bad is happening. It's actually, this is a wonderful moment when God is is inviting you to deepen this love, to to strengthen it, to to bring it to more like, like his love. The way that he loved on the cross wasn't like, oh, this makes me feel so good. Uh, this was a love that, that hurt. It was a love when there wasn't a lot of feelings, but it was beautiful love of generosity, of kindness, of forgiveness, of courage. And, and that's what God wants to do in all of our marriages. He wants to take our love deeper. So, you know, wherever you are, whether you're someone hoping to be married someday or you're preparing for a marriage, or I know many of you of my listeners have been married a long time and maybe you're still in that honeymoon phase and you still have those wonderful feelings. That's great, you know, but just be ready to know God's going to wean you from that eventually. And he's going to strengthen your love to be a, a love that's based more on his love working through you. Uh, so when you reach those dark moments, you know, sometimes we call it the dark night of marriage. And, and the, those things happen where, where marriage is really hard. You don't have all those feelings or the feelings you do have are more like feelings you have to bring to confession sometimes. That happens in every married couple except for maybe the great saints. Uh, and I know we're not there at the great saint level. Uh, and so we've had those moments, but to see them not as moments to press the panic button and think, oh my goodness, what's happening in our marriage? Why are we going through this hard time? But to see it again as like a mini tabernacle, to see it as an opportunity Jesus is inviting us to grow into a deeper love. Well, 
if you've enjoyed this little little reflection on marriage, uh, you can check out the new book. The new book goes much deeper into that whole process of transformation, practical ways to to grow in love. We share. It's very people have read this book have told me, Doctor Shree, this is a very different book from other things we've written, we've seen you write before, because uh, we're very honest and open about our own joys and struggles and the messiness of our own married life, and how God has really met us and, and helped us and continues to do so. So you can check out the book. It's at a ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. And you can pre-order it right now. It, it will be out the door by July 1st. So ascensionpress.com slash real marriage. You can pre-order the book right now. And don't forget, if you want to get a sneak peek of the book, you can do that by just signing up for the show notes. It's all there for free. Just text all things Catholic to 33777. So text all things Catholic, just one word, to 33777, and you'll get the show notes with an excerpt of the new book before it even comes out. And you can go to YouTube. There's been some videos that we've done together as well. You can check those out at Ascension Presents. They have a number of our videos up there as well. And honey, if they want, anyone wants to reach you, how do they find you? Uh, Instagram's probably the best. I'm there at Mrs. Beth Sree. Very good. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well. Uh, we're going to have Beth back on. Do you want to come back? <laughs> sure. Why not? I do live here. <laughs> so we're, Beth, I'm going to have Beth on a couple times here uh, in the next few weeks just to continue conversations about real married life. Thanks for listening, my friends. God bless. Bye. Bye.